0: Welcome, everybody, to the Literal Fiction Book Club, where we read books so you don't have to. My name is Sam Johnson, and more, joining me today is... Alex.
1: Chloe's here now.
2: And Troy.
0: Excellent. So today we are uh, discussing In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. Um, it's a, a true crime story. I don't know if it was actually based off anything real, but...
1: So then is it true crime? What are you
0: talking about? Is it a fictional account? Did you read the book? I mean, I read the book. I just all didn't of know us if it here read the book.
2: No, it's one of the first. Are you, are you serious, true crime...
1: dude? Yeah, I'm serious.
2: Yeah, it's a real story. It's 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 this true. actually happened. This is yeah. creative nonfiction. This is
1: a podcast about books. I didn't know that.
0: I wasn't. I don't know. I read the book. I didn't know whether it was k- real or not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't
2: know whether it was real or not.
0: <laughs> Woo. It happens to the best Ugh. of us. <laughs> Whatever, guys. All right. Anyway, um, so it's an actual true crime book. <laughs> I've just discovered this. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. anyway, you can give your thoughts, responses, and tirades by leaving a voicemail on our Book Nerds hotline. The number is 1-978-255-3404. That's 1-978-255-3404. We
2: will read or listen to and comment on your calls live
0: on the pod.
1: No, we'll play yes. those. Oh, yeah, oh, we'll yeah. play. oh, and we're on the Instagram, so slide into our DMs.
0: Yes, we and are. We on the will Instagram post uh, screenshots literal, on the podcast. We'll dox you. We'll dox you. The Instagram is for at free. Literal Fiction Book Club. So, um, to lead us into this this particular podcast, um, I think this is a good transition because of the triple parentheses question. Oh my god! Um, let's talk about Mel Gibson and the Passion of the Christ.
1: Mind you, before we started recording, we had been talking about Mel Gibson for like half an hour. At Sam's least.
0: nipples when did are hard.
2: He, when, when
3: did he come back though? So
1: he never left, he, baby. No,
3: nah, he left. I was just looking at his Wikipedia. It he had like a decade where he really wasn't making anything.
1: No, nah, but he was like around. You got to take. He time. was in the news. Yeah, He wasn't dead.
3: But. He was rich. That's the that's the thing. It's like when these rich people get in trouble for being scumbags, and everyone's like, "Oh, good, they're out of Hollywood. They're rich.
1: Yeah, they're in their yeah. They're yeah. Still in, the, in their amazing. in their pool or they whatever. They are better than yours. Yeah, like I'm on sorry, their like."
3: You didn't win just because he's not in a movie for ten years.
0: Also, Mel Gibson is such a great actor that, like, eventually he's going to get back to Hollywood anyway.
1: He know? never skipped neck day. Know about
3: that. <laughs> he's he has not made it back. He's doing made for TV movies now.
0: Fine, getting okay. those checks. Yeah, getting those and you, checks. And You said
3: he's on roids. He has huge traps now.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, so he, he is Sam's idol. Enormous. So wait That's a second. That's crazy. Mel wait. Gibson is who I want to be when I grow up. Great
3: that uh, Stallone also got back on roids and he's ripped. Yeah. That's the things that you're you, when you're rich and you can afford like a trainer and like a doctor to just prescribe you like
1: it worked out good for Michael Jackson, like the do- the special doctor. Michael Jackson, Michael was, Jackson was, not
0: was not
2: taking steroids, what definitely not. Like? I think Probably would helped. I him. think you mean Prince. Prince was on Prince? special pills.
1: Prince was not on Prince steroids. Prince was a either, very right? no, He had, he had he a doctor Slenderman.
2: that like gave him. Oh yeah, gave him like hair like op-
1: Jazz. He gave him jazz cigarettes. Just
2: drugs in general, jazz. like a doctor. Like yeah. the rich have doctors that just give you drugs.
3: That's that's right. And you can go, you know, which way, Western man? Do you end up like Prince just getting opiates prescribed to you, or are you getting HGH injected in H-G-H. your ass by the doctor? H,
0: yeah, HGH. Do you every guys day? remember that interview with? Um, you are making unbreaking Ed, eye contact with me with Eddie Murphy's uh, brother about when Prince Charlie Murphy, show. Charlie Murphy, uh, when when he roast like uh, when Charlie Prince Murphy died? Prince beat He's him at one on one basketball. What did he die of?
1: <laughs> like drugs or something? Or <laughs> I just want to be one of the gang because you guys are pretty pretty rough and tumble on the pod. I'm very uncomfortable with a lot of the things you guys say. Yeah, I'm ready to
2: defend the death penalty <laughs> on the pod tonight.
1: See, I will kick you out of my uh... absolute home, as
0: opposed to your relative home.
1: I'll do both while well, I'm at it. What
3: about your literal home? Same. Your figurative your f- home.
0: Right. Your metaphorical home. Your allegorical home. You gonna kick him out of all of it?
1: Huh? Mm. Mm. she doesn't like it
0: that's what
3: happens when you come on the pod you get asked the tough question <laughs> right <laughs> it's the hot seat. get by.
1: grilled my dude's just throwing synonyms at me
0: that's right i don't know if they're synonyms you were it's doing a word association words. thing yeah word association i was going. it's with bad that. content i think it's good
1: the one listener is not pleased
0: we have many listeners there's a, have
1: there's a lady who follows us on instagram who seems like a real person not a meme account not a fake Instagram prostitute. She has lovely children. Whoever you are, madam, call the hotline because I need Please. some sisterhood.
0: I mean, at this point, I'm just going to call the hotline with a fake voice.
3: That's great. I like that.
1: That's do you think really
0: you could funny. pull
3: it
2: off? Are you good at doing no. different voices?
1: I could do it. No, Sam, do your New York Jew for the pod. <laughs> just do it one time. <laughs> no, really so are. anyway, oh, so
0: anyway, I Sounds will like do Yogi it. Sounds like Yogi Bear. I will do it. But the the background to this was that. Um, Chloe and I were doing impressions for some reason and I'm not very good at them. So uh, she asked me to do a New York Jew and Mind my, Jew, my whole family was, are, is New York Jews. And yeah. We had
1: probably just left the house. Yeah. Like, he had gotten some good research.
0: Right. And so my response was,
1: hey, I don't
0: know. Was my New York Jew <laughs> <laughs> the, Miniso-
3: so. is that the Minnesota Jew? Yeah, right. I think it sounds like if Yogi in- Bear sucked. The infamous, sucked. New- the Minnesota, infamous Jew. Minnesota Jew. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the one. Yeah, it's not great. Um,
3: but let's get back to Mel
0: Gibson's acting career.
3: Uh, so yeah, I guess the, the big news that we discovered today, uh, is that there's going to be a passion of the Christ too in April, 2021.
0: Is it two or just a remake? Like, does Jesus die again, again? No, no dude. No, resurrection. It's called
3: passion of the Christ, the resurrection. Oh, damn. And I mean, it's it... partially set in hell. And Perhaps. Jim Caviezel is going to reprise his role as Jesus Christ. Um, Who's a good Jesus? He
1: did. He did an alright job. Yeah, I want to see he, the first one, and then I want to go see watch. that. And then I want to go see that in theaters. Is like the gang. Like,
2: the yeah. racist bit about the Jews having dirty teeth. It's just like everybody's teeth should have been like that. That's also
1: they do yeah. though. I don't. I don't. I know. Old but Jews. Ev- do. Every, everyone did.
3: Old people that. do. You just spend all the, all the old people you hang out with are Jews. They don't want to
1: spend money for the dentures though, so they just let them go. <laughs> Vitty clung to those teeth.
0: I don't
3: know why I'm def- I'm defending Jewish people to you, but go ahead.
1: Oh, <laughs> I love them. They're just cheap. They paid for my wedding.
0: I mean, good point.
1: They really did. Yeah.
3: So who's cheap now? Right, me. That thing was baller. You. Yeah, yeah, Protestant. That's that's the thing is that you are the cheapest one. Why? Because I won't pay your rent? There's a lot of stuff you won't pay.
1: There's a (laughs) lot of stuff you won't pay.
3: (laughs) What are you talking about? My gym membership. Okay, fine. You came
1: running home one morning after going to the gym because you wanted to get a coffee from McDonald's and you came in screaming, McDonald's is on my list. And I said, why, Sam? because it was no longer 99 cents for a medium iced coffee.
0: Well, for real, you go you go <laughs> out into the world, you you have an expectation about what something's going to cost and McDonald's doesn't even do good coffee and the that reason why That is absolutely
1: why, false. They do decent coffee.
0: Yeah, n- like in the it's same way than that, Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I'm saying Dunkin' Donuts can be decent coffee too. It's not worth 279. No, Dunkin's is trash. It's not worth that. It, I'd get Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee if it was 99 cents. Damn, this I is I my life partner.
2: Cents. All right. So Mel Gibson's movie. When, where <laughs> does the first one leave Thanks, off? Troy. Where does it leave off? Like, I don't know. In the it, story? I know that obviously he dies, but do they take <laughs> him down? Do they take him down? Oh, man. Where does he
0: stop filming? Wait,
1: much like, like Sam, I want to know, is this true or is it fictional? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah.
0: Well, um, I don't think Jesus was real. Was I he not real? Hilarious. No, definitely not. For real? I, I mean, I don't think there was actually a Jesus no. in this. In the, like in the sense that I don't think that the story of Jesus, not the, the son of God stuff. I actually don't think he's a historical figure either. Interesting. Ooh, I think interesting he's probably too. an
1: amalgamation of like folk stories about like yeah. um about rabbis who did cool shit and they just kinda mushed them all together to make the good one. PBS has That's a really
2: good documentary series actually about um, I forget what it's called, but the third episode is about Jesus' time and ends with the destruction of Jerusalem and it was anarchy. In Judea at that
3: time. Oh yeah, like was there were Jesus... probably
2: sixty people, prophets like Jesus that were executed in a forty-year period.
1: Quick question: Was Jesus circumcised?
0: Yes, he was Jewish. Yeah. Okay. They did it with a rock. Like there was no.
1: Not a knife.
0: Nope. Sharp rock. It's Sharp a rock. Knife. Yeah.
3: Did the moil oh. suck the blood?
0: Oh fuck yeah,
1: Sam! You were so overdue
0: for a uh, bris. Yeah. yeah.
1: If we do Sam's bris, will you guys come?
0: No. Come on. It won't happen. So I'm proudly uncircumcised. That's I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Protestant of Protestant stock.
1: You're 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 not Protestant. You're really
2: shining the Mel Gibson through right here.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you know what?
0: I'm being triple parentheses oppressed right now. So I'm trying to think of a good way to make this joke, but um,
1: just let it out. Just here it, we go. Let
0: it fly. You can always take it out.
1: Just unclench and go. No, it's 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 gonna work. I just can't think. Talking of to the mic. Talking to the mic.
3: Um Sam, I heard that there's a movie about our dicks.
0: What movie?
3: Uncut gems. Oh,
0: Damn.
3: She... <laughs> do, 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 do. Troy, are
1: you <laughs> circumcised? I am.
2: The extreme <clears> throat> The throat> throat> religious religious right is
0: also into it. Extreme. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know it's not like Christian right, I mean. I don't know. Like I feel like I was losing a friend, you know? know? Well, yeah, you
2: have to do it as a baby. Like you no, know, hell no. People do it in Africa when they're adults, and it's like you have to take a week off. It's like, oh, nope. If it doesn't happen as a baby, you shouldn't do it.
3: Yeah. I've known a couple, I've known some people who had to get it as adults because they had like a problem.
1: Smeg. Sounds reading? bad.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just got to clean pre- your
0: dick. Like, that's do the Do you only... think
1: Mel Gibson is circumcised? A hundred percent.
3: Hey, Siri? If he wasn't, he would have gotten it circumcised. Hey,
1: hey, Siri. Hey, Siri, is Mel Gibson circumcised? <laughs> okay i found this on the web
0: for his mel gibson circumcised check it out
1: great content wait, the, wait no the third thing that came up is foreskin man enters the circumcision fray <laughs> <laughs> is that a superhero movie with mel gibson
0: amazing
2: oh. by the way uncut gems is great it's a great feel bad movie uh, i really
3: want to see it yeah, i haven't seen it yet
0: i it's surprising. This Adam is Sandler is actually can be a good actor.
3: Adam Sandler's the fucking man. He's
0: I pretty, love him. His dude.
2: character's a little flat like just cuz he's a gambling addict, that's his bit. But he does it really well. I There's bet. not a whole lot of depth to the character though. He's just an addict.
0: But like um uh Rain Over <laughs> Me, the where Adam Sandler's playing the uh well, go Who, ahead. What's he play? He plays the 9/11 victim, I guess. This is <laughs>
1: What?
3: We're stepping on a d-
1: another podcast yeah this
0: is bit. this is this is copyright
1: <laughs> infringement yeah this is copyright this is, infringement yeah, you said, were gonna say nine eleven retard we're, you were, were gonna stepping say on Will you were bit. gonna say don cheetle's nine eleven retard yeah
0: i don't want to steal chapo's bit all right
3: yeah god forbid
1: <laughs> anyway right i over... want that Meniker money though yeah
0: same.
3: also cia
0: <laughs> fine dude i you know what i'm actually gonna roast chapo because uh whatever it doesn't matter but like for real you you, when you look at like how they've been reacting to politics lately, I mean, what what servility, what like you know, just endless, like oh, okay, if if Bernie doesn't work out, then like all hope is lost, then my life doesn't matter. I mean, between um, Will Medecker and Matt Chrisman, like it's just this, you know, I don't know, like it, there's no hope for America because everybody is too reactionary or something like that.
3: Is that is that what they've been doing
0: well it's yeah it's just like that because of the way the democratic primaries have been going right like they've staked all of their existential hopes on bernie sanders and it's very it's like exhibiting itself as very unhealthy
3: oh really i haven't really been listening lately um
0: i haven't either but it's just like i get the occasional like clip or quote or you know tweet from that yeah yeah
3: i'm I'm going i'm going to the the new hampshire show
0: Oh, they're having one in New Hampshire? Yeah. Yeah, it's in London Oh, really?
3: Yeah, Kai got me tickets, so I'm going. Oh, what, we're it, going. Is it
0: what venue? It's the
3: Tupelo. It's the, that's in Derry, yeah. Oh, Derry, London It's the day before the primaries. It should be fun. Oh, that'll be fun. That's, yeah. a, that's a great venue. I like the Tupelo. I think it'll be really fun. I, don't I know.
0: saw uh, Rick Wakeman from Yes out there.
1: You were so sad that that had to happen, but then when it was over, you were so glad you went.
0: That was awesome. There's something so special about an old, ugly ugly Englishmen they are
1: very funny
3: they're funny to look at
1: yeah they're funny talking the British
3: are I don't know they're
2: just
1: they're witty they're funny talking
3: also you
2: have a serious hate for the British Alex yeah, yeah,
1: think
0: yeah. That's like why three, three I'm a proud American episodes a I'm row. sorry they have the greatest empire in all of history the most glorious I don't know I think
2: the Mongol empire is pretty
0: oh whatever uh, China's, that's gonna, the have, most China's thing gonna have you've a pretty ever sick said. empire <laughs> once
3: they finish that road
0: Yeah, well, we'll see what their empire turns out to be, but it's, you know, whatever. China didn't, you know, the sun set on the Chinese empire. It never set on the British empire. It didn't? I mean, when it was at its peak, yeah.
3: So, yeah, Troy, back to hating British people. Yeah, three episodes in a row. What's that about? I mean... They can fuck themselves. I don't. I don't know. They come into our. They make us pay their t- their taxes on tea. Good point.
1: You know they what? take all of our gorgeous white pine trees for the masts of their dick sails. I,
3: I live um, fuck them half a mile from Mast Road. Like that's the name of the road mm-hmm. that I live right mm-hmm. off of. You know why? Because they took all of our big trees. Go off, King. They sent them back to their stupid little islands so they can have their boats to do what? Fucking ruin the lives of people in India. I'm sorry. Suck my dick, King Good. George.
1: If we have any oh, British, if we have any British listeners, defend your nation in our DMs. Honestly,
3: don't, cause I will block no, you. We're call, ready. We're ready. For call,
1: the call the hotline. Call and defend hotline. Britain. Excuse me. Call yeah. the hotline. Go the
0: hotline.
1: Blimey,
3: he's a saver. He is.
2: Tommy <laughs> fucking Shelby.
3: Yeah, how's your royal family doing? You fucking idiots. Why yeah. do not
2: understand what the hubbub? Why? Like, why do they care about? He's six in line to the throne, but they don't care about Prince Andrew. Like.
3: No. Oh, yeah, I know right. we care Oh, we, about. We, we finally got it back to Epstein, so we wanted this whole finally. time. Yeah. Um,
0: the Although, long
3: con.
1: Carly Rae Epstein.
0: Good joke. She really wanted to get that one in there.
1: Um.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the bigger story is that, and this is a legend. This is a legend. Guess who is implicated in the, who may be implicated in the Epstein shit? Who? Tony Blair.
0: What a surprise. I figured that. It
3: did say that it was a, former British prime minister.
2: I didn't know if it was Cameron or no, Blair. No, I don't
3: think it's Cameron. I mean this is speculation.
2: Cameron but. got caught for the having offshore bank accounts in uh the Panama
3: papers. Did yep. didn't Cameron also fuck a pig?
1: Yeah, he's into pigs, not not. No, it was like, yeah, that was tales. some
0: initiation ritual. I remember that, yeah. Oh, right. he
3: fucked its head. Right. But then they made that Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Black Mirror. <laughs> no, but he really did fuck a pig's head. I thought that was just, like, alleged. Or he stuck his dick in this it. This
1: is all alleged.
3: No, I mean, oh, yeah, this, it, every, this everything podcast, is- alleged. This podcast I, is fairly alleged. I'm not yeah. saying this myself. I'm saying that somebody may have said this, and I'm just repeating
0: it.
1: You're such a gossip. Yeah gossip queen gossip girl yeah.
0: but uh so just like gossip well do we want to talk more about the epstein thing yeah, i think we,
1: we've what said what we, all that needs we, to be what said what do we
3: even say i mean bring back the, bring back the fucking death penalty Troy was so put mad hillary at, clinton up against Troy the fucking was so wall so
1: mad in the group chat about the epstein thing hypothetically yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah wait a second you're you're gonna you're gonna say a thing about the death penalty now
3: no no we're gonna get into we're it get uh, into uh, it's because, because the Chloe, you may not realize this but we read a book this week,
1: <laughs> yeah. and that's what our podcast
3: is actually about.
2: I'm right.
1: sorry. I spent right. all my money on dresses. Right.
0: But it's not like there wasn't a physical copy around of the book that I purchased.
1: No, I was busy. Right. No, I'm just saying. You're busy
3: like, spending all your money on dresses. I was shopping. Dresses. Right.
0: Right. You were browsing. You weren't reading. Nah. So we're going to kick you off the pod.
1: That's fine. I got to pee anyways. All right. Go urine. You let me know when I can come back and tell you what I think about the book.
0: I'll let you know. Okay. Okay.
1: You can tell if a it's a special it, it's segment,
3: real or false. A
1: special <laughs> segment where I give an opinion on the book I didn't read, per the fucking message of your podcast.
0: Yeah, right. You the, read books, so I don't have
1: to. Where we, we
0: the hosts, read the books, so you, the listeners, listen. Don't
1: have to. What am I to you, Sam? The listener, I like the
2: dramatic pauses. You should keep this bit.
3: The pauses. You oh yeah. It. I'll increase we the pauses. Read books, so, so you don't you have to. Don't have to. We we're made for radio.
2: Read. Baby. Books. Oh yeah, any anyway. read books? Carly Rae Jepstein Yeah, so we'll get to death penalty stuff because they they get it in the end. They both get hung.
0: They both are hung. I don't think so.
2: They're each like five two.
0: Okay, yeah, whatever, dude. Did. what is if...
2: physical ailments I think are really interesting
3: behind both of them. I mean, there's a lot to get into there. All yeah. right, so
0: but, but anyway, let's, so we're tra- we're transitioning to the, to the book now. We're we're doing the book. Yeah. Um. So I I can't. So what? Yeah. So just like the awkward silence here, there was an awkward silence before their deaths. I assume, right? Yeah. Ooh, Ooh yep. Uh, so, we're talking about Truman Capote's *In Cold Blood*. Um, the very above-average book from my <laughs> my estimation. So, I just wanted to start off with, uh, like, what was everybody's? We read the whole book this week. So, what was everybody's like general impressions of the book?
3: I love the book, and I think the the last 50 pages, it kind of leaves something to be desired, but otherwise it's just so well-crafted. It's just a page-turner. It's I agree it is a page-turner. It, 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 I mean, it, look, is, is it a, a mind-blowing piece of literature? No. Is it like probably the best true crime book I've ever read? 100%, no I doubt. I think it's
2: a masterpiece And just, like, since it is real, aside from the allegations that he made scenes up, Like especially when he goes back to see or the um the head of the Kansas Bureau of Investigation goes to the graveyards. Apparently he's like, No, that didn't actually happen. Yeah. He just made that up for poetic license. But anyway, just the like knowledge that he has of the subject material to be able to tell it the way he does. I'm always impressed with nonfiction writers that just that they can do that. Like, yeah, it was actually gonna be rainy this day, and then this happened is like Christ, like how immersed you have to be
3: in all the files and stuff. Yeah, down to like the on the day of the auction at the Clutterhouse, the muck on the ground. I mean, it's it's what is it called? The the first true crime novel? Yeah, this was revolutionary at the time. There weren't yeah. podcasts all over the
2: place. Like this was, I think, one of the very first. Yeah, and I'm not super into true crime, but I'll read like the best of, and I think this being one of the first,
0: and it's pretty well written. I like it.
2: Yeah, I liked it a lot.
0: So, I mean, it makes me feel like a moron because I didn't actually know that this was true crime, period, end of story. I thought it was at least semi-fictional or like...
3: No, maybe. it's like potentially semi-fictional. But I mean, but he's, I mean he's it's embellished more, some facts. It's dramatized. more
0: true than not true. Oh, absolutely. Right. He,
3: he extensively interviewed Perry and Dick.
0: Right, so my, my criticisms of the book are really based on the reality of the situation, which is just like... So the thing that really just drew me out of it was um and maybe this could still be a criticism of him as a journalist but like he he kept incorporating all of this like um i posted a meme about it but like all this exposition on the like it was almost like world building that he was doing that was a hundred per- like it just did not feel necessary and be- i mean i don't know this book could have been a hundred page shorter and it would have been it would have been excellent, but because he keeps going to like you know all of these different um, characters, like really the main characters of this book are Perry and uh, and Dick, right? Like those are those are the central figures. Everything revolves around them. The law enforcement revolves around them. The Holcombs are revolve around them, right? Clutters um, or the Clutters. Sorry, Yeah. The Holcomb is the town, but the Clutters revolve around them. The whole story is about them. And he does a good job of, like, you know, there are moments where, for instance, when they uh, talk about the psychologist who testifies in court, like, you know, about Perry and, um, and Dick, he that's a really good scene. But then there's some, like, different scenes where uh, where townsfolk are speculating about what happens, and that's good the first time, but, like, he does it, like, five or six times, and it's not – it doesn't hit the same, and it's very – frustrating to watch capote just what seems like phil pages
3: i definitely i de- did not i didn't feel that way about it at all i felt like the point he was trying to make is he was trying to establish holcomb as a place that is wholesome and potentially a piece of america that is becoming uh well so Okay, like he was trying to establish Holcomb as like a piece of America that was like disappearing. And I think that's in contrast to his listing of all of the other multiple homicides that happened in the Midwest and South immediately afterwards, and then also detailing the crimes of the people who end up on death row with them. So it contrasts like that with like the peaceful Holcomb small town America, whether or not that really existed like he It was he a Dust bowl city. It was like yeah, was idealizing but it, the past, it's the It's a city 30s. where almost everybody knew each other. No one locked their doors. But
0: he accomplished that in the first section. Like, the whole build-up... See, this was my issue. was It was a question of pacing. And, like, I forgive the third part of the book because what I feel he was trying to do was really give you the psychological experience of what it might be on death row and, like, being on that forever, right? So it's kind of a long section in that sense. But after after the Clutters are murdered and the you know the law is on the their trail right like that whole section is interspersed with a lot of that similar feeling about holcomb being a you know a, a, a very well-to-do midwest town with good people and he already established that we don't need to go back there. but
3: no the point is that it's interesting to see how that affects the town and the people in it how that shattering—the flavor to yeah, it, yeah—it the, shatters the peace. It shatters the trust. It shatters the like weird cohesion that the town had, which is basically like we're safe, we're well off, we're church going. I think you know. could have been done better.
0: That's my point. It's not that it was done poorly, but it was like it's like if your meal just had too much salt. But it's—I you know? think
2: it's just because it's not a mystery. It's true crime, so it's not that we don't need as much of the setting. Like it is an important character that you could have played up more. But my favorite chapters are the ones about Dick and Perry because it's like about their psychology more. Um, And they just they spread it over too many cops. Like if it was an actual fiction novel, it just would have been one detective and it would have been way more fascinating. But he's talking about like all the different actual
3: agencies that did this. He focuses on Nye. That's like the fo- the detective who gets right Harold Nye or, something. or is yeah. it Nye Dewey?
0: Gets... No, I thought Dewey was the one. There's two main ones. Yeah, but the two. I think Nye and...
3: gets a little more attention, right? Right. Yeah. I, I mean... Nye is the one that like goes
2: and does stuff around town. I think um, Dewey was the one that finally cracks Perry
0: in the car on the way back.
3: Yeah, that's a really great scene. That was my favorite scene.
2: It's that's when they finally
0: really crack scene. Perry. Yeah. But yeah, I just. You know, I'm not trying to say that Capote wrote a bad book, right? It's just that as I was reading the book, the page-turning aspect, I mean, and especially the end, right? Like, it just was not satisfying. And that has to do with the story itself, right? Like, he didn't want to deviate from what happened too much. But it's just, you still can include the things that you think are important, right? Like, he didn't include every detail about the story. He wasn't trying to be exhaustive.
3: No. I My, my criticism is more that, like, with the end, like, especially, like, the hanging of Perry, it just kind of, it felt to me like it just happened. Like it wasn't a, you would expect it to be like more of an emotional impact, but it just like did not click with me.
0: I mean, I feel like that was intentional. Yeah, I think
2: it Do was think done on
3: purpose, so? just so it's like, it's almost, I feel like I got the same
2: feeling from this that I did when Fargo, the movie, where it's like situations just get out of control. Nobody's really in, in charge. It's not like there's a protagonist. It's just events happening. Like, even the murders, they, like, weren't even really thinking about it. And then it's like, ah, fuck. And then they're all hyped up on adrenaline. One just slits his throat. And then it's like, oh, fuck, we can't go back. And then it slowly goes one to the next, where it just feels like, I don't know. I feel like that's why he tried to use the town and stuff as the setting. Because it's not, like, characters where he can control that. It is just supposed to be, oh, shit, look at all these events that just got out of control. It's just a prison story. And it's like, oh my God, this guy actually acted on it.
3: Yeah. And I, I do like when I, I don't remember if it was a detective or a psychologist says that it's really the first murder. It was killing uh, Herbert, the dad. Right, yeah, the It dad, was killing right. the dad. That That's the murder that he was interested in psychologically. Everything that followed had to happen. Because once they killed him, they had to kill the rest. I
2: feel like, yeah, once you break, once you go past yeah. that line. And they said, Perry said he didn't even remember it. He didn't remember until they were like out in the car later, telling a joke, and he brings it up multiple times. He's like maybe I'm not human because I was laughing at jokes later.
3: He was just dis- he dissociated yeah. like during the murders. He even says he fell out of his body. Do you she- think that Dick killed the women? No,
0: no. I think Perry was telling think, the truth. Yeah, I yeah. think Perry did it. I think Dick killed the women. Really? Either that or I think he really wanted to rape Nancy.
2: Hundred
3: percent, he wanted to rape Nancy. Yeah. but like it's like also an ongoing theme in the book is Perry's disdain. Or people who are sexually uncontrolled, like how many times is he talked about that? He always yep. It comes up five or six times in the book. But that might have been them
2: actually saying it, like people that are nutty and on death row. When they interview them, they try to stick to a theme, like um, I can't remember. the most infamous one, Ted something,
3: Ted Bundy and the Bundy porn. yep,
2: yeah about porn. Yeah, they try to control the conversation in some way. Like Dick definitely tried to. He's like, no, I'm just misunderstood. This isn't
0: actually me. I did find it hilarious that Dick was the one who uh, who ratted them out, right? Because, like, Perry is the more meek and mild character of the two. But Dick was the one who, like, jumped on the opportunity to get out of trouble, right? By giving up Perry.
2: Dick is the petty tyrant. He's he's a coward. Yeah. He's a rapist. He's a coward. Right, he's yeah. He's a pedophile. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, they were young girls, too. Like, his second wife was 16. Now it's the,
3: it's the wife, not, like, the women he right,
2: right. Yeah. you know what I mean?
0: like yeah he was I did really like though that the uh, the the whole psychologist explanation right I found that particularly fascinating and like the idea of you know how does a researcher into crime or murder understand people who are rational but also commit murder right and this idea that they have these impulses right like they just you know they just come to after having beaten the shit out of someone and then it goes too far one time. And I think that's a, it's, I don't know, I felt it, like, spoke to, uh, you know, a human condition of, like, self-control that I hadn't really thought about before.
3: Yeah, and then Dick's traumatic brain injury plays into that, because one of the things you'll see, and, like, I, I was a case manager for people with traumatic brain injuries, is that impulse control is one of the first things you'll see damaged by a traumatic brain injury. So, like, that is one of the, that is a, like the telltale sign or one of. So, like the fact
0: that like all of those impulses were just
3: completely unchecked from that point on, from sexual to violent with Dick.
0: Right. But it's interesting that like if we were to observe that person, right? Like for the most part, we probably think they're pretty all right. You yeah.
3: Know? I mean, I guess he showed physical signs of his injury, but I think sure. even before then,
2: he was, he had psychopathic tendencies. Like his dad especially tries to defend him and he's like no this isn't true this isn't what happened it was all the accident but then other reports that aren't as talked about as his dad's say like no like he stole and was violent before the car accident
3: yeah he did have an arrest before the car accident
2: yeah and Perry was too but Perry's like even more abused like the nun in San Francisco beat yeah. him for the sisters the in the army
3: that's like yeah
2: God, that's like classic serial killer stuff, like I don't, beating a child for bodily functions.
3: I don't really think Perry Jackson had anything to do with how he ended up. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I don't think that was. No, but
2: I think it was his upbringing. You know? yeah, no, yeah, yeah, his upbringing messed him up. And they put like, what did they? He said they put like a gel that burned his privates. They like On chemically his penis, burned yeah. him.
3: Like, holy shit! I don't even know what that. That was like mentioned once, like in such a kind of almost an offhand way. And it's such a bizarre. Uh... I thought the most interesting thing is just like a look into
2: time back at 1959. This was or 55 is in the 50s. Um, I think it's late 50s. And just like how destitute and poor people were, I thought the most fascinating part about the book is that they're drifters. Like I wasn't expecting that they drift like all over the country, and it's just really interesting. They're like folksy tales of having the guitar, murdering people with chains. It's like, oh damn.
0: Yeah.
3: They had very interesting lives.
2: It was like America back then. And then people just, just drifted across the country before the highways.
0: But just like the like the stories they tell themselves about like going to Mexico and finding like pirate treasure, you know? Like what?
3: I mean they I, I think they were very you know, very not uh they did not have high, like, levels of intellectual functioning.
0: No, but they did. That was the point, right? Like, the and I'm know. going back to the psychologist explanation because that's I what Duke I normally did. get to. But, yeah. like, they are clearly above average functioning, right? But they suffer from these intense delusions of, of grandeur and escape, and they can't realize them, right? Because when they come to that, when they get to Mexico City, right, they blow all of the money that they have. And, you know, I mean, Dick knows that he can't make the same wages that he would in the States as he would in Mexico City. But then he suddenly is complaining about it as if that wasn't like a foreseeable consequence.
2: But Um, I also think that Dick is just like a psychopath that he does not care. He's just going to take like rape, rob and kill people, use all the money he can. He they say they hang. He hangs paper. Or he hangs hot paper. Yeah. That's a fun 50s term. I love the
3: way they talk about it.
2: For um, yeah, bouncing checks left and right. And he's just like, he doesn't care. The impulsivity. He goes back to Kansas City while they're looking for him. And he does it again. Yep. But just that he will use people purposefully and then discard them. Like, he even goes to when they're finally arrested, Perry is thinking like, oh, we got to get out. And Dick has to be involved. And Dick is thinking, like, I have to shank Perry and get out of here.
3: Yeah. Or, and he was thinking he was going to just ditch Perry and go into the cabin in the woods. That was Dick, right? Yeah, he was yeah. going to go to Colorado. Yeah. And
2: hide out. Because he had. Did he kill someone before?
3: No. Or somebody he Dick heard never about killed
2: him. anybody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he also got other people to do his bidding, which is yeah. psychopathic.
3: And Perry didn't actually kill the black guy. The
2: black man. No, he did it just to impress Dick. Just telling
3: a tall tale. Yeah. To sound cool.
2: I think my. Actually, one of my favorite parts in the book is Perry had a friend in the prison who was, um, was he like an Irish guy? Where is he from? He tried to reform Perry. He tried to help him. uh, Don Colvin? No, no, no. That was his army friend from later. This is the guy when they were in prison. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote the letter about his sister. And that was, I think, the most interesting
3: piece. He like analyzed the letter from, that was actually a really weird scene. It's weird that he never came up again. Yeah, that actually felt kind of like an unnecessary. Perry detail. tried to find him,
2: but couldn't. Like he tried to find him after he got out of prison, but he had left. Yeah, he had left on a bus like three hours before, and then after that, Perry's like, "I don't know what to do." And then Dick comes and finds him and gets him involved in what goes down.
3: That was one of the parts of the book I almost was kind of like, mm, I don't know. See, yeah, I don't even know if that was true. That almost felt like Truman Capote was trying to make this like point about he came so close to escaping his fate before all of these things snowballed and became out of his his control
0: see but that's the thing is i really don't i did not get the sense from this book that he was trying to make some overarching point about anything it Hmm. was I, i did not really get the sense that he was directly trying to make any um you know i don't know point about the human condition or um you know the way we live or anything like that it was more of just a rendering of what exists which is why i have all this hesitancy around all of the details he included because it didn't it did feel more like reporting than like a, a novel at sometimes
2: what well, is kind of trying to be the, on the line between journalism and fiction it's like intentionally trying to play that line. he
3: refers to himself as the journalist Right. He doesn't refer to himself as this writer or the novelist.
0: Right. And I think that he he could have, you know, I don't know. I feel like he should have picked a side, I guess, is how, you know, where it is. And I respect, you know, the thing is, is, like, it's not, like, I don't think, I think Capote is actually a great writer. Like, my impressions of his prose is, you know, quite favorable. It's more of, like, the choices that he made, I don't think, served his ends very well. And maybe that was his intention right maybe he was supposed to make me feel uncomfortable with how long the second and third acts of this book were you know but i it just i feel like he could have it could have been a lot more pointed at the end if he had just if he had just included the things that were relevant and excluded the things that were
2: i actually i don't know i feel the complete opposite i just like the way that it was where it just kind of hears the facts Some of it's a little dry, but I just kind of took it for what it was because it's like, oh, it's true. Like, it's just these two guys, their lives are out of control, crazy, like one traumatic or violent, just random thing to the next. It's like you can't even expect it, really.
0: But I feel like, like, you know, if he included the two the two aspects of the story that were important to the novel were the people of Holcomb and Dick and Perry exclude the whole fucking law enforcement aspect of it which i think was interesting in parts but like not really that useful if he just had done those two things the novel would be just as good if not better and uh it would have been just as true
3: but it just wouldn't have worked because how would you have explained him getting captured
0: you would have explained it from their point of view
2: but he, had, he just had to rely on the cop's knowing what the actual story
0: was but he like, did. like it wouldn't have made any
3: sense like no, they're just driving down the street in vegas and suddenly it's like boom done
0: well i mean why would that not make sense right like you could explain it from their point of view right or if it didn't make sense it would be that would be totally a powerful literary tool
3: uh, right but this it, this wasn't a, a novel
0: no, but he, but that's the thing is that he tries to make it a novel. There's no way yeah. he gets in Dick and Perry's mind, right? Like he's not in their brain. So, but he makes a lot of assumptions about who they are and what they say in the car.
3: Oh yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, my, see, my my gripe is totally different. I like that we all have different uh, gripes about this. Yeah, is that I wish he leaned more into the no- the the novelization aspect because I had connected with Perry by the time the book was over. And I, when his death being so anticlimactic, and I think he was the one of the two that he focused on the most. He was the more interesting of the two. Uh, Capote apparently
2: favored him, like, thought he was sympathetic. They mentioned that in the reviews. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Truman Capote really liked Perry. He Perry's a really interesting character. Yeah.
0: He's a fascinating person, yeah. He's
3: handsome. He's charming. He has a
0: very... Um, he's not a, like... I don't know. He's not an he's alpha a, manipulator like he Dick is. You know,
3: on, no. He's um, sensitive.
2: What does he chew on? He pain pills
0: all the time. Yeah, aspirin. Aspirin. He's yeah, an aspirin he's addict. Chewing aspirin.
3: Yeah. I would love to watch the movie with you guys. Yeah, Capote we watch is it. such a good movie. Let's do it.
0: What's your gripe though?
3: Oh, my my, my gripe is that for all the time spent on Perry, his character, him as a person, him in the jail cell, him in the squirrel, yeah, him dying. <laughs> Is two paragraphs, Max. And it has no like emotional impact
0: <laughs> in the way that I kind of His death doesn't have emotional impact, yes. but they spend a lot of time with him in the fucking jail cell.
3: They do. Which is why it's weird to me that his hanging is such a quick thing. That's all that's my
0: point. That's do it. you think it was just too hard for Capote?
3: <laughs> I don't know,
2: man. Uh, you know, he was just <laughs> did, did he you was a little bit too traumatic with Perry? Capote does, do you? No. Not I at don't. all. It's no. like I feel bad for him uh, nope. compared to Dick. But then the part that turns me and I'm like, no, I can't feel bad for him is when he talks about his sister. It's just like he gets violent like an animal. He's like, huh, I wish she had been in the house. I could have killed her. It's yeah, it says like, a oh, lot. Shit, it says a lot about him. He's like mild and it's like, oh, poor man of the circumstances, except when it comes to his family. Like, he was very violent. He beat up his dad.
3: He tried to kill his dad. He strangled his dad.
0: Well, his dad kind of deserved to be beat up. I mean, his dad's a
2: prospector in Alaska. That's so cool.
3: Yeah. Our dads deserve to be beat up, but we don't do it.
0: I mean, that's true. But, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that there's a there's some psychological rejection that is unnecessary from, like, because you don't want to relate to someone who's a fucking murderer, right? Like, that's a natural reaction to dealing with that situation. But, but I think that... It's worth considering, as Capote clearly did, a connection with someone who is a, you know, social ostrich, right? Like somebody you push away. Um, and I don't connect with them in the sense that I agree with what they behaved, but I can definitely empathize with their characters. Yeah.
2: Well, he's more different thing. things. interesting also in what happens in the murder. So I feel like they do focus almost the book tries to be too much in getting in their heads, being a psychology thing about them. Being a book about the town as a character in a novel. But I mean, I don't know. He's also one of the first ones, so I kind of give him a pass on it.
3: It's super in- interesting. I mean, I read it in two sittings. It's like a. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I read it in three. It's a fun book. Well, well fun. But you know what I mean? It's, it's an easy reading book. It's Women will like this. Women like true crime. Do they like this one, though? I mean, also. I don't know. Uh, Harper Lee. Uh,
2: yeah, the research.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. A, essentially co-wrote this book and was completely
0: oh really
2: pretty much completely uncredited yeah
3: she was his research assistant oh yeah that's the reason he, so
2: he brought her so that the locals would trust him
3: yeah so it basically like as soon as uh uh to kill a mockingbird was published i guess he was like hey you want to come with me and go to kansas and be my research assistant
0: Love that Harper Lee of all people gets put as a research assistant after she publishes *To Kill a Mockingbird*.
3: I know. And uh, did she ever publish another which, novel? By the way, *Ghost no, of a
0: Watchman*. Allegedly. Which is yeah. By the way, a much better fucking book than *In Cold Blood*. Yeah. *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, gonna...
3: they're different things. They're different genres, but
0: yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's still a better overall, book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I just think yeah, *To Kill a Mockingbird* is. It's perfect. It Very high up. Definitely in like top 50 fiction. Yeah. It's fucking great. Oh, you yeah. know that
3: she has in another, an entire uh, a novel that she, not Ghost of the Watchmen, that she really? apparently she worked on her whole life and never finished? Damn, dude. And she said it in, like, she held it in, like, high, high regard. Can we read To Kill a Mockingbird for the pod? Yeah, why not? I, we could we read Ghost of the Watchmen next after that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I heard it was that right. Yeah. I I read, like, half well, of it. Well, I hear it ruins everything about,
0: about, about, about to Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. and Because like Atticus Finch turns out to be racist or whatever, and it's like...
3: The circumstances it's, of its publishing, too.
0: Yeah, not great. Really suck. Really depressing.
3: But She was such a cool person.
0: Right. But, I mean, I think that... I don't know. I, I just... Never mind. I forgot my thought. Sorry.
3: Well, watch the movie. The movie's so good. Yes. I, I, I can't even begin to talk about how great the movie is.
0: The Capote movie? it Right?
3: I
2: think... I don't know. In y'all's editions, does it have... Yeah, in mine additions. at the front, it has their eyes. Ugh, no, it doesn't. I oh, wish damn. mine did.
0: No, I don't like, have that.
2: And this is when I started looking up sampuka eyes, which is like Japanese folklore. And apparently, in folklore, like urban legend, if there's white under or above your eyes, it's supposed to mean that you're crazy or psychopath. If there's white under your eyes, it's um, like bad things or misfortune will happen to you. And if it's above your eyes, it's like intent to kill. Interesting. What do I I know, yeah, everybody checks. Do I have white under my room. eyes? No, we're all normal. We're like, normal? It's oh, we rare. Are. It's pretty rare, but both of them have it. You can see white I under both of their eyes. I have
0: beautiful eyes. Interesting.
2: Huge and you eyes. can tell which one is Dick and which one is Perry because Dick's face is messed up. It's like broken in half, yeah. just like described.
3: Is it Dick the one who has the face tattoo?
2: Yeah, Dick is the one on the bottom where his eyes are looking different ways because of the car <laughs> crash. You guys yes. can see
3: it. I'm describing. <laughs> to the listeners, we're looking at pictures of their eyes.
0: Yeah.
2: And they both definitely have dead eyes. Perry has kind of sullen eyes. almost looks like he's high. And Dick, I don't know, that his eyes are glistening is weird.
3: It's almost like a predatory stare. Like,
2: it's yeah. very You don't intact. like
0: a wet eye? It's very sexy.
3: No, Dick's not the sexy one. It's Perry's the sexy one.
0: <laughs> no, they're both sexy. And
3: Perry
2: has little legs that didn't even reach the ground in the interrogation room. That's That's, a, de- that's
3: a depressing
0: image. That, I mean, you know, manlets rise up, right? Like, really what was what was he uh, he's on for? it again what was he oppressed for being under six feet <clears throat> and you know what alex you should join us because you're five eleven and three quarters yeah, alex, or you whatever. are not six feet tall in in 15 years you're gonna be definitely under. in six 15 feet. years you're
1: gonna be five six yeah yeah all right your back is a curly q
3: i'm a manlet i'll admit it finally did I ever say I wasn't? Damn, I'm depressed. I didn't realize that six foot was the cutoff.
0: Oh, it is. Oh, oh 100%. No, dude, the, the
3: cutoff is six four.
0: No, it's not under six, six four. <laughs> I could have a late stage growth spurt. We Sam literally <laughs>
1: Google. Sam literally Googled like two days ago because his pants shrunk in the wash. I think, and he was like, "I think I'm growing." So he Googled it. Aww. It was. Really I was cute. hoping. Man. I was hoping. What's the well, ver- What's the verdict, sweetheart?
0: I don't know what the verdict is. I haven't. I haven't hided myself yet. <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> say it again. I haven't hided myself yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Wait, Troy, how tall are
2: you? I am five eight with shoes. Five nine. So I can say I'm five nine.
3: I'm six
0: feet in shoes. Nice, dude.
1: I'm five eight all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm also five eight. I told I told Chloe when I met her that I was five ten. You also nice. told me Hell you were yeah. twenty
1: five and you were twenty
0: Yeah. I rounded up; play. it was he, easier. Yeah,
1: and then I, and then I was like, "Why did you do that?" And he said, "It's an easier number. I can understand twenty-three just as well as 25. Well, hey, you know. And we're the same height, so when you said you were five ten, and I looked you straight in the eyes, I you said, "You
2: don't want to identify with LeBron." You see,
1: LeBron
0: James. What? Why are you bringing LeBron right, into this? Right, ladies don't like that
1: guy. What are you talking it's about? Number.
0: What? Nice dude. I, pod- I, th- I thought you occasionally wanted to bring in what, the sports. Wrong wrong podcast. Podcast. No, give it. Bring LeBron, in the sports. LeBron James' number is twenty-three. Yeah. Oh. Fuck yeah, dude. What, well, in 23 what? Just 23 is his on number. the like his jersey on his, number. On his jersey, yeah. Oh.
1: Did you think it was his phone number? Maybe. That's I'm
3: really
0: cute. excited How about How many girls uh, he's had sex with? <laughs> well, he's definitely fucked more girls than that, but. He's married,
3: right?
0: I mean, now, but like, he was LeBron James at 18. He fucking definitely plowed a lot of women.
3: I don't know.
1: Yeah, eighteen year old boys in that so video good where fucking... the lady
3: yells at him, Hey LeBron, how does it feel to be a pussy ass bitch? And then he just looks at her like with these like really depressed eyes. He's just kind of like,
1: Oh
3: it's really funny.
2: You know who I'm good, LeBron's a cuck. He's a Chinese cuck. Well what? Uh, negative. Yeah, you're just right. And oh, what? Uh, uh, no, because he,
0: he was God basically he said that that um, during the Hong Kong protests, like there's a huge deal with the NBA in China. Selling and out. um and the Hong Kong protests were going on, and LeBron kind of spoke out basically against the Hong Kong protests, and uh, yeah, he kind of, but it was- So
1: this is a pro-Epstein, anti-LeBron podcast. But
0: pro-Luka Doncic, he is podcast. cool. So back to the book.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't read it, by.
3: I don't know, what do we even say about it? was good. So, all right. Give it a try. All
0: right, so I have I have some discussion questions, so we can- I wanted to get to stuff about, like, general Okay.
3: You want to talk about that? Well, just
2: some of the reviews, like the reviews from 1960, which is when it was published, that it said it was interesting just because it's one of the first. Whoa, true wait a minute.
3: How could it have been published in 1960? They're executed in 65, aren't they? Oh, is it 68? Am I an idiot? <laughs> it is very different. Right? Let me see. 65, copyright 1965. Oh, so he must have had it ready to go. Oh, Maybe that's, that's why it's so short. That is interesting. That is very interesting. Maybe that's actually. why the death the, scene is so short.
2: That, Hot see, on the press already. That's a good theory. But the reviews, because true crime was a rather new thing, they thought it was a base form book because you know what happens. You know the guys die. So it's like you stay around for the gory details, which I think that's a fair criticism of true crime in general. But Absolutely. I don't yeah. feel like it does it too much just because it's more about their psychology.
3: Yeah, I mean... But it does try to be too many things. It it doesn't shy away from the lurid aspects of the case and the killers at all. Like, he does not obfuscate.
0: Obfuscate. 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 Yeah. I'm drunker than you are, and I I'm definitely not can say the words. It,
1: Sam, I, yeah. say Zora Neale Hurston.
0: Zora Neale Hurston. Say
3: Chris DiLoretto. Chris right. DeLoreto. All right. I'm good. He's doing great tonight, guys. I'm feeling good. But... uh Yeah, he doesn't shy away from any of the nasty details like the fact that Dick's a pedophile. The fact that Dick wanted to, you know, rape Nancy Clutter before he killed her, the child. Like, you know. She was 16? How old was she? She was 16. Or she was
2: in high school. Uh, I thought there was one phrase that he used, and Capote didn't come up with it. It was uh, Dick says it too. He says he wants to, uh, what was it? Paint the walls with their hair, and I was like, yeah. "Oh god, that's just such a gross phrase." I think he uses it at least twice. That's what in the I do book. in the yeah, shower, multiple times, but it's like at least I don't know. It was a great like visual image. I was like, "Oh god, that was the one." Like, even though it's terrible crime, that's the one scene where it's like, "Oh god, yeah, like, wow, and this is really gross."
3: To sh- shooting someone in the head with a twelve gauge is not. Yeah, that's no fucking joke. No open caskets. Like, and it's interesting to contrast with um. Andrew, Andrews.
0: That was a really interesting part. Who yeah.
3: shoots his family with a twenty two. but then obviously yep. o- does overkill on the father. But uh, actually, I take my point back. Uh, anyways, yeah, shooting someone in the head with a twelve gauge shotgun is not. But slitting their throat is. No, shooting someone in the head with a shotgun. I'm saying is
0: nasty. No, I'm not, it's saying, not saying it's not. Explode, not you explode their dome, a, bro. It's not. Na- I'm saying it is a nasty result, but like the. Act of slitting someone's throat is Even a lot worse. more intimate. You yeah, know? that's why people don't use blades. It's why it's why you don't. If you commit suicide, you don't cut your own throat. You blow your brains out. Ugh.
3: When you hear about people who do that, though, it's nuts. It's brave or stab themselves in the heart.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah, you got to really believe in killing yourself. If you stab. Imagine yourself how to
2: be. Woof. We were talking about Japan a little bit earlier. I don't know if the segment's going to get cut, but. The, oh it's getting it's cut it's definitely getting cut it's yeah. insane i don't remember i mean there were bits and pieces that were mm, all right
1: i know what i said
2: oh that was good content that was great content oh we, we didn't about, about the good oh, stuff no, no, yeah,
3: we, we forgot heard... to talk about the patriot right yeah yeah. well we talked about that in the last episode yeah last a, episode we talked about this is a, a mel gibson they themed podcast
2: yeah. throat I like in uh, braveheart I oh yeah fuck yeah dude the dude the, w- her. the
0: wife, and then when Mel Gibson does it to the English lord, that's oh, fucking yeah. dope, dude. He had it coming, fucking Brit. Yeah, fuck yeah, scumbag Scottish.
1: I don't like how they never gave Mel Gibson authentic teeth in uh, these fucking I movies. I love.
0: I'm uh, gonna rub your foot. He, but no. <laughs> are we rubbing, this? Alex?
3: No, no, no. I'm gonna start punching. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a punching podcast.
0: No, but I really uh, I like the Irish guy in Braveheart.
1: Stephen. Stephen.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: He's a cool guy.
3: Yeah. It's been like a year since I've seen Braveheart.
0: Okay, well, we got to watch it again. I'm done. We're so right for a Right third. after
3: Capote. Ooh, a double feature. A double feature.
2: Yeah. Fuck yeah. We do have to watch the first First Passion of the Christ before
3: the second one.
1: Yeah, I need to learn what happened to Jesus.
3: We got some movies ahead of us to watch. There's, some <laughs> good, There's good. a really
2: good um, graphic novel that I read by two um, Arab cartoonists. It's called... It's about Judas, and it follows Judas into hell, and it's the three days that Jesus spends in hell before he rises again. And there's like a wait, lot Jesus of- went to hell for three days. Yeah,
3: that's what the uh, new movie's uh, gonna be. I know. Yeah, but there's will, like he opens up the a gates lot of, of
2: hell, this stuff yeah. doesn't come out until Revelation, which is John tripping on shrooms on Patmos when he's exiled there and he's starving to death. But anyway, they like describe different layers of hell, and there's like a place called the pit where it's just eyes looking at you. Like, I'm honestly excited for the second one. I'm
1: watching the show The Good Place right now and there's elements it's a great of that. Show. It's so good. I love the good yeah. place.
2: Good good one.
1: Kristen Bell, nobody though. I love her. She's good. Nobody.
0: What else do you have to say? Are we re- are we done? I think we're done. So Bye. I well no, don't don't anyway. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, next week we'll be reading. A Streetcar Named Desire by Tennessee Williams and it's going to be the whole goddamn play and we're very excited to read it. If you'd like to leave a voicemail on our book nerd hotline. The phone number is 1-978-255-3404. <laughs> That's 1-978-255-3404. Thank you again for everybody listening. We appreciate you enjoying consuming
1: consenting
0: consenting to our podcast have a good night see you next time everyone bye
1: goodbye